You are listening to the American Truth Project Podcast. You just have to love this. Here to discuss my good friend, Barry Nussbaum. Barry, President Trump treats Benjamin Netanyahu like his old bestie. It's like like you and me sitting around. I'm like, hey, B. You're like, hey, G. He's like, BB and I. I'm thinking, this is an official moment. President, Mr. President, you don't call him BB, but Donald Trump can get away with it because the rest of the world goes, wow, he just called him BB. They're like buds. Exactly. You know, BB is in Hebrew the affectionate term for uh, Benjamin. Sure. And his close friends and the people that really like him call him BB. So what you just saw was a reset in front of the entire world of the relationship between Israel and the United States of America, not only on a national basis, but on a personal basis between the leader of each country. And they showed their affection openly. Why? Because they really are old friends who have known each other for many years. In fact, Bibi went out of his way to not only recognize the Trumps as old friends, but Jared Kushner, who is Trump's son-in-law, he's known him since he was a little kid and mentioned that as well. These are friends running countries. Good luck trying to get in the middle and pry these two guys apart as far as what the future policy is going to be regarding the Middle East. Oh, but try they will, Barry. And I have to say, I love the way you framed that. You said we just saw a reset of the relationship between the United States and Israel. And it actually made me emotional um, because I don't think I thought I would see that in my lifetime. I think I thought I would see exactly the opposite of that in my lifetime. And it's very personal to both you and me um, that Israel and the United States remain the allies we've been. And so I just think it's, it's really great that you pointed that out because I don't know if I'd stop to enjoy that, something that profound and historic. We heard President Trump say in regard to Israel's conflict with the Palestinians, um, one state, two state, whatever works. And the establishment elite freaked out when he changed U.S. foreign policy with one lighthearted remark. Were you alarmed by that? You know, when you couple that with Netanyahu's response later in the press conference, I think not only was it a profound adjustment in the way this conflict will be looked at in regards to its resolution, but couple that with Netanyahu's response and you have the world stage rearranged. What I mean by that is going all the way back to President Clinton, Clinton, Bush, and Obama were going to force a solution on Israel, whether Israel wanted it or not, which is the two-state solution, one Jewish and one Arabic. The problem with that is, on the Palestinian side, they never wanted it. They want one state, as they call it, from the Jordan to the sea with no Jews. And they don't make a secret about it. So contrary to every administration since uh, Bill Clinton was president, two-state solution has been impossible to enforce on the parties that truly didn't want it themselves. So Trump stated the obvious But no one has had the guts to say that up till now, which is what they decide is okay with me. What they like is okay with me. I mean, he called the obvious to everyone's attention. And then the perfect response came from Netanyahu. And he said, you can't have two states if one state wants to kill the other state, if one state won't even recognize the other state. 
Because don't forget, and this didn't get mentioned, but little history lesson. Yeah. When, when um, Bibi's predecessor, Ariel Sharon, was prime minister, he fell for the two-state solution, and he pulled every Jew out of Gaza. They dug up the cemeteries. They bulldozed the temples and synagogues. They took all the businesses out. Generations had lived there. They gave it all, lock, stock, and barrel to the Arabs. And very quickly, it became an armed camp where there had been no missiles, where there had been no conflict, where there had been no shooting. As you know, for the past number of years, thousands of missiles fly over that border and seconds later land on Israeli schools and synagogues and homes and businesses. Netanyahu is not going to fall for the same trap. And he made that clear. And Trump backs him up on that. In fact, Trump reaffirmed there must be a peace acknowledgement by both sides, which is, I want to live with you. You want to live with me. We don't want to kill you. You don't want to kill us. It sounds so normal and so logical. But today in the Palestinian schools, they're teaching kindergartners their job in life is to become a martyr and kill Israelis. It's on TV paid for, get this, by the United States. Unbelievable. And I'm so glad you said that straight. You know, I've interviewed a, a friend of mine who lives in Israel uh, from his bunker where he was hiding from bombs with his children in Israel. I don't know if Americans really grasp that that really happens. I have to say, in all the television news that I watch, which is pretty much 24-7, I don't know that I've ever seen someone talk to someone while they were under attack. Um, but it really is real, especially those families that live there. And yet, you you know, every time I mention Israel and social media or whatever, I get pictures of, of violence that supposedly is exacted on Palestinians. Um, Barry, to what degree? degree does that go on and to what degree is that manufactured i'll tell you something you have to be in israel to see what it's really like um every jew in israel wants peace every single one and they don't want it at the expense of invading and starting wars on the other side and i've been all over the west bank in the palestinian areas and it there it's the exact opposite they want a war that's going to end the Jewish state. And, and it's so crazy, Dr. G. For eight years, we've listened to a White House after bombing, after bombing, after bombing took place with suicide bombers in Jerusalem and Tel Aviv at the borders. And after thousands of missiles flew into Israel and the president and the secretary of state wanted both sides to remain calm and both sides not to overreact. If, as I have said many times, um, your studio's in San Diego, and if missiles were flying over the border uh, from Mexico, uh, the United States Army would be across that border in 30 seconds and make sure it never happened again. Yeah. Oh, there's so much more we could go into, Barry. Never enough time with you. Thank you for being on with us tonight here in America Trends. Up next, oh, you just have to love this. Here to discuss my good friend, Barry Nussbaum. Barry! President Trump treats Benjamin Netanyahu like his old bestie. It's like it's like you and me sitting around. I'm like, hey, B. And you're like, hey, G. He's like, BB and I. I'm thinking, this is an official moment. President, Mr. President, you don't call him BB. But Donald Trump can get away with it because the rest of the world goes, wow, he just called him BB. They're like buds. Exactly. You know, BB is, in Hebrew, the affectionate 
term for uh, Benjamin sure. and his close friends and the people that really like him call him BB. So what you just saw was a reset in front of the entire world of the relationship between Israel and the United States of America, not only on a national basis, but on a personal basis between the leader of each country. And they showed their affection openly. Why? Because they really are old friends who have known each other for many years. In fact, Bibi went out of his way to not only recognize the Trumps as old friends, but Jared Kushner, who is Trump's son-in-law, he's known him since he was a little kid and mentioned that as well. These are friends running countries. Good luck trying to get in the middle and pry these two guys apart as far as what the future policy is going to be regarding the Middle East. Oh, but try they will, Barry. And I have to say, I love the way you framed that. You said we just saw a reset of the relationship between the United States and Israel. It actually made me emotional um, because I don't think I thought I would see that in my lifetime. I think I thought I would see exactly the opposite of that in my lifetime. And it's very personal to both you and me um, that Israel and the United States remain the allies we've been. And so I just think it's, it's really great that you pointed that out because I don't know if I'd stop to enjoy that, something that profound and historic. We heard President Trump say in regard to Israel's conflict with the Palestinians, um, one state, two state, whatever works. And the establishment elite freaked out when he changed U.S. foreign policy with one lighthearted remark. Were you alarmed by that? You know, when you couple that with Netanyahu's response later in the press conference, I think not only was it a profound adjustment in the way this conflict will be looked at in regards to its resolution, but couple that with Netanyahu's response and you have the world stage rearranged. What I mean by that is going all the way back to President Clinton, Clinton, Bush, and Obama were going to force a solution on Israel, whether Israel wanted it or not, which is the two-state solution, one Jewish and one Arabic. The problem with that is, on the Palestinian side, they never wanted it. They want one state, as they call it, from the Jordan to the sea with no Jews. And they don't make a secret about it. So contrary to every administration since uh, Bill Clinton was president, two-state solution has been impossible to enforce on the parties that truly didn't want it themselves. So Trump stated the obvious but no one has had the guts to say that up till now, which is what they decide is okay with me. What they like is okay with me. I mean, he called the obvious to everyone's attention. And then the perfect response came from Netanyahu. And he said, you can't have two states if one state wants to kill the other state, if one state won't even recognize the other state. Because don't forget, and this didn't get mentioned, but little history lesson. Yeah. When, when um, Bibi's predecessor, Ariel Sharon, was prime minister, he fell for the two-state solution, and he pulled every Jew out of Gaza. They dug up the cemeteries. They bulldozed the temples and synagogues. They took all the businesses out. Generations had lived there. They gave it all, lock, stock, and barrel to the Arabs, and very quickly it became an armed camp where there had been no missiles, where there had been no conflict, where there had been no shooting, as you know, for the past number of years, 
thousands of missiles fly over that border and seconds later land on Israeli schools and synagogues and homes and businesses. Netanyahu is not going to fall for the same trap. And he made that clear. And Trump backs him up on that. In fact, Trump reaffirmed there must be a peace acknowledgement by both sides, which is, I want to live with you. You want to live with me. We don't want to kill you. You don't want to kill us. It sounds so normal and so logical. But today in the Palestinian schools, they're teaching kindergartners their job in life is to become a martyr and kill Israelis. It's on TV, paid for, get this, by the United States. Unbelievable. And I'm so glad you said that straight. You know, I've interviewed a, a friend of mine who lives in Israel uh, from his bunker where he was hiding from bombs with his children in Israel. I don't know if Americans really grasp that that really happens. I have to say, in all the television news that I watch, which is pretty much 24-7, I don't know that I've ever seen someone talk to someone while they were under attack. Um, but it really is real, especially those families that live there. And yet, you you know, every time I mention Israel in social media or whatever, I get pictures of, of violence that supposedly is exacted on Palestinians. Um, Barry, to what degree? What degree does that go on, and to what degree is that manufactured? I'll tell you something. You have to be in Israel to see what it's really like. Um, every Jew in Israel wants peace, every single one, and they don't want it at the expense of invading and starting wars. On the other side, and I've been all over the West Bank in the Palestinian areas, and it, there it's the exact opposite. They want a war that's going to end the Jewish state. And, and it's so crazy, Dr. G. For eight years, we've listened to a White House after bombing, after bombing, after bombing took place with suicide bombers in Jerusalem and Tel Aviv at the borders. And after thousands of missiles flew into Israel and the president and the secretary of state wanted both sides to remain calm and both sides not to overreact. If, as I have said many times, um, your studio's in San Diego, and if missiles were flying over the border uh, from Mexico, uh, the United States Army would be across that border in 30 seconds and make sure it never happened again. Yeah. Oh, there's so much more we could go into, Barry. Never enough time with you. Thank you for being on with us tonight here in America Trends. Up next. Thanks for listening to the American Truth Project a 501c3 nonprofit. Please subscribe to our podcast and follow us on our social media channels to stay plugged in to the truth. Go to americantruthproject.org and subscribe to our newsletter to stay informed on the latest news.